We're on the road to nowhere. This is a sidetrack in my career. Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. I am Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good friends Richard Hello. and Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael and I, we're on a trip together. It's a trip to bring this podcast to you, the listener. Each week we pop that tr- podcast into the back of our car and we head on into your earphones and deliver it to you. And this week's subject is road trips. And this was suggested by Michael. Why? Uh, it was... I started thinking about like summer vacation and I started thinking about all of the road trips that I didn't go on as a kid as my parents uh, held me down, (laughs) chained me up, locked me into our two bedroom apartment and (laughs) (laughs) didn't, didn't allow us to go. No, I was just, I was thinking about, Hey, I bet, I bet a bunch of our listeners are going on a road trip Yeah, and uh, I bet it would be great to see if we could kind of conjoin that with, uh, the thousand degree weather that we have outside right now. Hence the uh, air conditioner that you may be able to hear in the background. Hopefully, it's really hot, you guys. It's really hot. ACs are a big part of road trips, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't want to have Jeff stick his head out the window and <laughs> like a dog, just like with his tongue like waggling in the wind. Richard, did your family go on road trips? Yeah, we did. Although we we never really left the state. We did a lot of kind of going out to Pismo Beach for the weekend, which is like you know a two hour drive for us. Growing up, I, I recall one major road trip that we did, and it was up to Bakersfield. It was my dad's huge Oldsmobile. There's nothing major about a trip to Bakersfield. And the but. car broke down on the way up there, and then on the way back, we had to stay in this, like, we stayed in this rat bag, like, roach motel, and it was, <laughs> it was like a weird, like, road trip from hell, yeah. but... Uh, that's the only one that sticks in. We, we went on one road trip to, I'm from Kansas City. We went from suburban Kansas City to the Missouri, to Sedalia, Missouri for the Missouri State Fair. And uh, I did, did you bring cattle with you? <laughs> just to show off as part of the 4-H, yeah. the urban 4-H <laughs> club. But looking back, I think my dad might have just been trying to evade uh, my mother or something that weekend. <laughs> so, or Johnny Law was out after him or something like that. Remember, okay, we're going to the State Fair. If anyone pulls <laughs> us over, remember your name is Bill O'Neill. Yeah. Well, uh, Michael, it was your choice. And Richard, you go. I will say I think I have a bit of a competitive advantage here just because I just literally yesterday got back from a road trip. Oh. A week in lovely Lake Tahoe. Oh, wow. That we drove up. Did you win match game or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> it, was a prices, it was a prices right, like a showcase showdown. I got a trip to Acapulco coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, and it was about a, we take, from Los Angeles, we take the 395, which is the back highway uh-huh. behind Yosemite and all that, like mm-hmm. near the uh, California-Nevada state line. Okay. So we take that up and we split it up between two days. And then on the way back, we just haul ass down the five. Okay. So, um, stayed in a teepee, by the way. Oh, wow. That's cool. You you, you went to yeah. a place that had yeah, teepees. Yeah, in did San you, Bernardino. Did you stay in a teepee or were yeah. you just... No, we stayed in it, yeah. It's, it's kind of neat for about an hour. Yeah. Yeah, then you wish it was a real hotel. Then you really yeah. wish you had a nice bed instead mm-hmm. of like this rollaway cot kind of single bed. That was was there... it a triangle shaped bed as well? I don't understand. <laughs> Is that how these things work? No, that's okay. not how it works. Yeah, once you're inside the fun ends, um, it's just a poorly decorated hotel once you're inside. So um, we stayed at the um, a teepee 
motel in San Bernardino, but it was part of like a kind of a retro rockabilly weekend kind of thing. Was so, Charles Phoenix there? Charles Phoenix, of yeah. Course it was Charles Phoenix of course thing. he was there. And there was a lot of, it was very novel. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we stayed, it was at an RV park in Olancha. I bet it was great for the kids, right? Kids like, well, kids were, it was like 11 o'clock by the time we got there, so the kids were, were dead tired. Is it true? And then I forgot my CPAP machine and had spent about two hours contemplating driving the three hours back to Los Angeles to pick it up to go back Oh, again. my God. Wow. So, yeah, it kind of cut a little bit of the fun out of it. The check-in um, thing where you have to go get your key from the manager, then go chase the Native Americans out of the teepee. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then go send them to some other land where they then get to live. That part was weird. So my first, road trips. So my, <laughs> my first choice is road, road trip music mixes. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Also on my list. Is it good? Well, because, well yeah. a, a little bit. But go ahead. You, you start yours. Oh, sure. Go. No. Well, I, it, this was especially true in the days before Spotify, just streaming music in general, where you could just tell your phone to play any song you want to pretty right. much in the world. Including Bob Seger. Pretty excited to see that Bob Seger is now on Spotify. Yeah. I actually saw saw a billboard on the way over here with him uh, announcing this giant, you know, Seger streaming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's about right. That's about what it's worth. Yeah. (laughs) It's still the same, though, guys. Okay. Anybody? Still the the same. Hello. Hello. Um, I think Bob Seger is fine. I don't get, like, the whole, like, why everyone is so excited that he's on Spotify. I don't use Spotify. I use Apple Music and... I assume that yeah. he's on there if I wanted to listen to Bob Seger. No, I think it was all the streaming yeah. ones. I think it was the first time he'd been available, like, streaming. Streaming Seger. Hmm. Except for Seagcast. <laughs> I think you could just, there was like a 24-7 Seag service. Didn't go over too well. But I guess the point is, before Spotify, Apple Music, etc., when, like I said, literally you can say, Google, play whatever song yeah, you yeah, want to yeah, hear. Yeah. You had to sit down and think about what songs you wanted. And that's particularly true before, you know, iPods. Sure. Where you had to physically bring you know, cassette tape or whatever CDs you want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And if you pick something and you decided you didn't like it, you could be stuck with that for quite yeah. a while. Yeah. So it was really important to get, get the right mix of stuff that you would bring, especially mm-hmm. for me, a lot of my road trips wind up kind of, college, post-college, was my wife and I, and then usually one or two other people. So you really had to balance, like, what you liked plus what was palatable to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, the hours of screeching John Zorn, would, <laughs> while, while great for me for driving, uh-huh. may not be appropriate for everybody. Yeah. What, uh, what do you do to... So now that you have this streaming thing where it's, it could be a Spotify mix that's randomized or something... Right. Now you're kind of in control of the theme or the the general genre, but Spotify is the DJ, so they can take the blame, too, when you get a sour note. Well, partially that, or you can just, you know, as you go, just pick a song and say, oh, I'd like to hear, you know, uh, Love Shack by the B-52s. Yeah. Okay, Google, play Love Shack. Yeah. Okay, boop, 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 boop. And then it starts playing. Official sound of Google Play. <laughs> it really is. Richard has, has always been really good at searching for things, too. I'm getting suspicious here. <laughs> what? What are you suspicious of? You're Google, aren't you? Let me. What are you trying to ask? <laughs> boop, 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 boop. You always also have ads where you try to sell me things, too. <laughs> That's true. But it, I think it's more. it's just the point that you don't have to put any thought into it ahead of time. You can kind of just, whatever you feel like at the moment. Yeah. And it kind of gets away from the, the whole idea of kind of like a road trip mix. Yeah. I mean, mix, look, mix, mix CDs, mixtapes, or something 
future generations really aren't going to understand. Not in the same way. I mean, making a mix on Spotify or Apple Music or something. It's not the same. Not the same. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, I, and I guess the other thing for me is there would be stretches where you would just get into something. Um, I know for one trip we took to New Mexico, um, uh, Sarah and I were both really into Johnny Cash at the time. And we had like a four, I think it was a three disc, three disc box set. It was like, jeez, it's too much cash. <laughs> a lot of cash. You were so close to saying three dick box. <laughs> I really was. <laughs> I was so excited. You should see just like, <laughs> oh, drool back into my mouth. So it was like a three disc box set. It was like called, I think, Love, God, and Murder. Mm-hmm. And we must have played that thing uh, twenty times on that on that uh, trip. Probably didn't need to hear it for about a year yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. But burned ourselves out uh, out of Johnny Cash for a while. So, is your statement of the music accompanying road trips is a big responsibility, and it's a big part of the experience, it's and a, it can be a challenging part of the experience. It can be challenging, but it can also be incredibly rewarding. Yeah, when you hit on something that everybody loves, when you've got a good groove going with that so to speak mm-hmm. pardon of the pun um you wind up i think it winds up adding to the communal yeah. nature of a road trip especially when you're going with larger yeah groups of people it's the soundtrack to your adventure it is literally yep. the yep. soundtrack so music is also on my list and i have i have two like road trip stories the first one is um a couple of years ago emily and i went to iceland for our honeymoon and not knowing what our rental car situation is we were driving around the entire uh island and it's, you know, but it's a week. It takes a week to drive around it. So I made sure that uh, I had like my iPhone loaded up with uh, not only like whole albums, mm-hmm. like whole albums that would be good to listen to all the way through uh, without having to skip around, but then also made like mix CDs. But then at the same time, I made mix CDs to take with us because I didn't know if our rental car would have uh, like an auxiliary jack yeah. or like a USB. Yeah. So I had no idea. So I had to go like be double prepared for this, you know, 10 day trip around mm-hmm. a country that we, that we didn't know. And, um, it was really, it was really fun to do. And, uh, I recommend, um, the war on drugs, uh, lost in a dream. If you want, if you want a good hour and hour ish, like good road album. Okay. All the way through my second story, uh, about eight, nine years ago, uh, a bunch of friends went to Arizona for this thing called Flabongo Bowl. Oh, boy. There and, are some stories to be told about Flabongo Bowl, by the way. Most of my road trip selections this week focus on this one particular trip because it, it kind of hit on all parts of it. But driving out, I was driving out, I was driving in my car with uh, my friends Sean and Jacob. Were you there with a uh, um, former uh, show guest, Scott Jones? Was, was he driving with you? Uh, he wasn't. He was in another car, and uh, we'll address that later. Michael is recently a father, and is clearly reeling in the years <laughs> right now, going back to those <laughs> moments <laughs> that we get out of college. So we were driving, and uh, or I was driving, and Sean was in the passenger seat, and he was in charge of music. And that's a big responsibility if you're the person that's putting in CDs, you're yeah. the person that's plugging in your phone to listen to music. Like Richard said, you kind of really have to find that good key spot man i did not need to listen to that much led zeppelin it's a and, lot of led zeppelin and, and, likes. and velvet revolver <laughs> and then suddenly it switched to like stand-up comedy <laughs> like I, I someone was streaming that or jacob had it or something and it was just like one of those where it was like 
okay, well, mm. I'm driving. I can't really tell my guests that, yeah, knock it off with the music. So I, I think there is this tremendous amount, this tremendous weight to whoever is sitting there to just, yeah. just get it right, their especially person, when it's like a, you know, a 10 hour drive. Their personality is being judged too. It's kind of almost the, the dish, the hot dish that they're bringing to the potluck of that experience. And if you don't like the flavor of it, <laughs> they got nothing. To right. Offer. Okay, we both chose the music aspect of road trips. And Richard, what would your second choice be? Um, second choice would be car problems. Oh, okay. Which is something that I have a tendency to run into. Oh, wow. On our, our, on our especially our annual Tahoe road trip. You got 99 problems oh. and a and, car. And, and, usu- <laughs> and usually an alternator <laughs> or timing belt oh, is wow. one. Oh, no. No, it, 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 it's usually, it's the, the last few trips have been the type of things that are frustrating and make you nervous and kind of like make the trip less relaxing mm-hmm. sure so this year it was a check engine light that came on um in one of the two cars we brought up because my father-in-law drove up the other car um and comes to us a couple of i think the day before we were getting ready to head back oh check engine light came on um okay what was going on with it i don't know classic so car doesn't know either. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't get to spend the next day and a half trying to figure out, okay, is this something that's, yeah. you know, is the engine going to explode on the way back or is it fine? Turns out it was like, we, I ran the, uh, can ran, run the diagnostic code with a reader. Oh. And it's like a gas cap. Must oh, have been yeah, at yeah, one yeah. point, one of those sort of things. So do you have one of those? I was going to suggest that as like a, a good, like pre road trip thing is those new things that you can just plug in. A friend of mine did, did yeah. so I just went over like this morning and oh, that's great. Read it, yeah, yeah. You can they have like new devices that you can plug in, and it kind of tells you everything about it's. It's basically like a consumer version of whatever whatever they have at the shop. Yeah, yeah. wow. And that, they actually even have them now that you can plug it in to your phone port. Hmm. And Is that right? just, wow, it works that way too. Yeah, wow. I, I can see a the me- futures here. Mechanics hate him. Oh yeah. Ad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um. And so it's it's funny about that because you get the code and then you have to go and on Google and look okay what does this code mean for a you know 2009 Mazda five blah, yeah blah, blah. so there's that element of like real danger attached to it oh like, yeah all right what's it gonna be drum what's this gonna yeah. be a, a quick <laughs> no. fix or a thousand dollar like yeah you know. well these devices now too I mean your your daughter's a few years away from driving um, thank God and they they have like aspects of like controlling your car like you plug these things in and you know, it kind of links to an app. And oh, yeah. It can tell you where they've driven. You can set parameters on like, you can't drive further away than like, holy crap, 12 miles. You can, you can see exactly what they're doing when they're in that super dangerous, you know, I don't, I'm just going to go drive or I'm going to go. Oh, wow. You know, although your daughter is very, very respectable. She's well, just like, yeah, she's like the least likely <laughs> kid like to do you, something like yeah. that. Yeah, but she's been to every library in Los Angeles. <laughs> I told her to only go to the one. God damn. Um, yeah, and I think they actually have an app where you can actually insert the soul of your mother into oh, your car. <laughs> so it's, it's called the Van Dyke app. <laughs> the Van Dyke, my mo- Jerry Van Dyke. So I've had that. I've had uh, batteries that have like gone out twice, like like two separate batteries. You know, battery died, went down, got another battery. That battery died like a day and a half later. Turned out there's some sort of like short in the 
I don't know what it was. It was like the AC system that was like shorting everything else out. How do you feel? Flat tires, just crap like that, you know? Is it, is it a kind of moment where your dad card feels like it's getting kind of yanked from your hand there? Kind of like well, you do a lot of that sort of open up the hood. And yeah. I, know, <laughs> I know something about cars. I'm not a complete like idiot about cars, but I'm not, you know, yeah. Mr. Goodwrench either. So there's a lot of. In England, the trunk is called the boot. <laughs> So there's a lot. That's what I know. Yeah, good job. So there's a lot of like opening it up with like a friend of mine who's there on the trip and knows a little bit more and kind of just staring at it and go, huh, well, yep, it's not the radiator. I don't <laughs> see it leaking. Do you know what my move is? It's that when you just you just wiggle that one thing back and forth. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a power <laughs> move. That's loose or not. You had a car problem on the way back from a road trip once, if I believe. Yeah, yeah. We were driving back from a, a different kickball tournament. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think I fully explained what Flabongo, Flabongo Bowl is, but I'll, I'll get into that a little later. Yeah. Um, but we were driving back. It was me and our friends Justin and Kelly and Emily from a Las Vegas kickball uh, tournament and coming back from Vegas. And uh, yeah, my car started overheating. And then uh, <laughs> we, we eventually broke down in Rancho Cucamonga, which is like on the Mount Rushmore of goofy cities at yeah. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, we <laughs> had like, Pismo yeah. earlier. Pismo, road Albuquerque. Cucamonga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we broke down and then had to have uh, my car towed all the way, like using AAA. Like the, f- uh, the four of us in the cab of this uh, AAA tow truck. Yeah. Plus, you know, all of our stuff was in the car and it was, it's a nightmare when it, like the radiator cap like blew off and then we tried to cool it down and then it did it again and it was just like, oh, this you, is not going to And you feel like such a cliche. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, the the guy on the side of the road waiting for AAA. Yeah. And I should point out car problems would also I th- sort of I think extend to and I'm just uh, tangentially I don't know if this is a pick. I don't think it is. But just running out of gas or almost running out of gas or having an eighth of a tank left and looking up and seeing the sign that says next services 57 yeah. miles yeah. and trying to do the, ma- the math in your head mm-hmm. about like okay so I have a twelve gallon tank, and I usually and last time I got about this many miles. And mm-hmm. how fucked am I on this? You know, what really usually throws you off on the road trip version of that though, is you're used to driving alone to work, and you know that you can get thirteen more miles when it gets down to that. On e, yeah. But then once you add three more people in there and a few hundred more pounds of weight and like bags and stuff, that wow. thirteen miles probably drops down to ten, and then you're just like, oh. And you're in the middle of the desert and you don't know what uh-huh. the next stop and then is. You're in those new, then the new cars tell you pretty much how many miles you've got left. So there's the always exciting, like, 57 miles to the next, you know, gas station. You, you're, you know, then things up. Estimated range, 54 miles. Fuck. Uh-huh. Okay, guys, we're going to do this. <laughs> going to start so, drafting yeah. behind yeah. a big rig. Kind so of I see a see big rig there. <laughs> we're just going to get right behind it. I, I, I watch a lot of NASCAR. I know how this works, boys. <laughs> just get in there. Okay, guys, I need you to duck your heads aerodynamically. It's going to be a little <laughs> bit better. And then all that we're going to take all the all the luggage. We're going to put it on the side of the road. We can, we can come back and get it later after we got a full tank of gas. Strip all the chrome off the exterior of the car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, Michael, you're up. Uh, look, I know we just started this podcast, but guys, I got to go pee. Oh, really? you, the one guy's got to pee. Guys, we can't stop the podcast we keep now. Going. We just, we just I know, passed I know, a stop. Wait. I know, but can I didn't it, have to go then. Can it wait? I got to go now. I got a bottle oh. for you. <laughs> you need to. Uh, this happened on the way 
to Flubongo Bowl. <laughs> it didn't happen in my car, though. This happened to our good friend Scott Jones. I think I can guess who it was. Flabongo Bowl seems like a straight-to-DVD experience. <laughs> it was basically uh, 30 friends from L.A. Uh, drove out to Arizona uh, to meet some other friends that drove up from, I think they were in Arizona already, but some of them had become friends the previous summer at a kickball tournament and decided to have a big thing. And at the time, a couple of our friends were really getting into uh, flamingo-shaped beer bongs. Yeah. So we have friends that kind of get into things that, will become a thing that lasts Wizard for sticks. three months. Wizard yeah. Sticks is a good one. Uh, actually, a kickball team name that I came up with was the Zizix Wizard Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> After the road. After the road. Actually, I think it was the, the Zizix Mystic Wizard Sticks, all with Ys and Zs and Xs uh, that I never got to do. But anyway, um, so they, they created this phony tournament, which ended up just being going out, driving to Arizona and drinking and playing kickball in the intense heat and... Uh, our good friend Scott Jones, who was on the podcast, uh, was in a car with... Friend. <laughs> but go on. This guy we know, Scott Jones, uh, was in a car with three other people. And one of them, this guy by the name of Jay, uh, he's your typical 42-year-old uh, stoner skateboarder guy. He was the guy that was stopping, that had to stop every, like, every 45 yeah. minutes to pee. And drive, drove everyone crazy and was also drinking a giant big gulp the entire time. Yeah. He was just like exasperating it. Yeah. But it's a weird thing to get to a pit stop and be like, no, I'm fine. And then to have that thing kick in 10 minutes later when you're like, well, God damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really got to go now. And yeah. it's like, it's not necessarily your fault, but it's kind of your fault. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, did, I, did I ever tell you about PMATH, Richard? Uh, what what group is that? Is that it? <laughs> I think I saw them open for uh, They're really good. Did they have the UFO, mouse, yeah. the UFO that comes down. Uh, P math is my theory that the closer you get to a place that you know you have to pee, uh, the more you have to pee increases exponentially, and it doesn't matter how fast you're going; it's just the destination. So you could pick up the pace and try to oh, try okay. to get to a bathroom. It it's not going to help you because yeah. it's just going to like it's just like a. But I th I'm pretty sure that that's how it works. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't doubt you on that. And by the way, dad, dad advice. Mm. This will happen to you about a thousand times <laughs> over the next 20 years or however long. You know? Yeah. And it's also fun when you get the, I got I have to pee. It's too late. <laughs> like immediately followed oh. by it's too late. Uh -oh. And then you had to figure out, okay, how much did you pee? Do we have clean clothes in the back? Do we have a towel for this car seat? So Sarah will do that? Well, she's got a she's got she's got a bladder, she's got a bladder condition. It's not nice to joke about. Um, and that's that is one of the good things about having a boy versus a girl. Like like you got the boy and he's got to take a leak. You can pull over the side of the road. Mm. When we did this the first time we did did this with Simon was at a Dodgers game. Yeah, game was over. Yeah, we, of course walked out of the park. Walked out. Um, he was probably like three at the time. Yeah, left the stadium. Five minute walk to the car. As soon as we get to the car, I have to pee and I can't hold it. Like we were just inside a giant baseball stadium with as many bathrooms as you could want. So we're like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna open the door. I give you a little bit of a shield and just pee on the tires. And now he's a registered sex offender. <laughs> and but it was funny because like for a couple of months after that, he would 
asked to pee. He like he was excited about the prospect <laughs> of peeing on the car tires. And we kind of had to tell him, no, that's not normal. We don't do this all the time. Please. Don't follow daddy's lead just Please. because dad does it all the time. If I do this, I, I won't go to college. <laughs> oh, okay. Sounds good. Good to me. <laughs> okay. I think we're at halftime. Uh, and we're halfway there to the end of our road trip. It's really, really, I'm really excited, guys, because we're most of the halfway there. And our eyes are a little bit fuzzy from the road. It's been a long trip. Um, we're all getting a little bit anx- anxious. Jeff, uh, you need me to take over? You I, good? Oh, I'm good. I'm kind of just... Uh, uh, uh. Um, but we love for you to listeners to ride along with us. I hope you maybe even playing this in the car on a road trip on a destination somewhere fun. And when you um, pull over to a safe spot where you could get your iPhone and download more of us or go onto Facebook and interact with us by leaving your suggestions for other topics that we can discuss or leaving your comments on the topics we have discussed. That would be great. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rushmore pod at Mount Rushmore pod on those things. And so guys back in the car, we're going bye Richard. Bye. All right, guys. Okay. Bye Richard. Guys. Guys. Oh, all right. Okay. I'm reverse. (laughs) all right we're back in the vehicle richard your third choice isn't it didn't we do halftime and then it's it's michael's pick so it's yours guys i'm still i'm I'm richard wake up richard we're there oh are we there yet um so my third choice are shitty food choices oh yeah um either food choices that mean that this could mean either being in a location where you have no good food choices. Right. So you have to make the best of a bad situation. Um, and That's example, a hip-hop band from... Not best of a bad situation. <laughs> a bad, another bad situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do remember this from a kickball tournament we went to. Uh, you, Me, you, uh, the Ficklins again, and mm. then Cammy, our friend. And I know we stopped um, in uh, Victorville or some crap place to go. Sorry, Victorville. Crap place to go uh, get food. And poor Cammy is a, a vegan. Like a vegan. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't even eat pasta. It's rough. <laughs> That's it's a hard life. If you see the videos of how pasta is raised. <laughs> and I didn't <laughs> and I didn't know this. And like I know we I really wanted to go to Long John Silver's because I have this oh, yeah. weird like affection, even though I know it's like garbage food. Yeah. That and Yoshinori are the two places that I eat against my like better judgment yeah and there's like one right next to it and i was like oh we can go to long john silvers and i was like no fuck off rightfully so by the way that's <laughs> absolutely the right call so we wound up at carl's jr and poor cammy trying to figure out oh what she could eat yeah. at carl's jr kind of rough yeah so you have those options where it's like if, you, if you've got a long stretch where you've got no like nothing but fast food and god knows if it's a even decent fast food yeah you see that arby's after about 250 miles and it's like Eh, it I probably a, won't get diarrhea from it. Eh, it is a gamble eh. too because you might stop at that one place that's got a Stuckies or some kind cracker of barrel. cracker barrel, and then the next stop is Mecca. You know they got the Starbucks and four <laughs> different places. Oh, uh, I think uh, Cracker Barrel as the Mecca. Sorry, Cracker Barrel is the uh, <laughs> the stronghold of Christianity out on the road. <laughs> Certainly, wouldn't Mecca would not be prayed to it as Cracker Barrel. <laughs> And then you've got Waffle House, the white trash cousin yeah. of Cracker yeah. Barrel. What I like about food on road trips is uh, the, inev- the inevitable planning 
of like, okay, we're going to load up on snacks. Yeah. And so you load right. up 100% you're getting beef jerky. Yeah. You have some sort of chips. You try to make some sort of like goofy appeasement to like eating healthy and you're like, here's three apples that are in this bag yeah. <laughs> that we're going to forget about and not get eaten. The floorboard of the car is going to smell like apple pie. When the, the apple rolls out. under and gets caught under like the, the brake pad and you yeah. go careening off the road. Yeah. It, yeah, that was the other bad food choices that I, I had come to eat that, that could fit into this category. It's just the idea of you are going to eat like crap. Either you're going to eat out of gas stations for the most part. Um, and yeah, you're just going to eat like crap for, for a couple of days and just kind of got to... Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, this is this was not a road trip thing, but well, I got here a little early before recording the podcast and killed some time at the ninety nine cent only store, which is on the Mount Rushmore of places to kill some time. Yeah, and I bought these like French fry chips. You ever seen those things? They're like the French fries, but they look like French fries, but they're actually like just crisp potatoes. Yeah. And I was really excited to eat it. Just try it, and I ate it. It's like oh, so you know In and Out fries. Imagine those going cold and then sitting out for about a week. Yeah. Yeah. And then take away the salt. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. So sometimes you, you, you make those, I guess I bring that up just because you make those choices sometimes like, I'm going to try something different. Mm. I've never seen this before. It must be a regional thing. Yeah. And you try it and it's like, this is garbage. But yeah. it's the only thing I have to snack on for the next 150 mm. miles. I noticed some things at gas stations on the road where you see like a sesame bar, like the sesame seed bar. Did you ever see that? It looks like what? the sesame... I don't know what the heck it is, but it's like, um, well, there's always five-hour energy drink, which I've never tried. And then next to it, there's like, the, it's like a little brick made out of sesame seeds like you get on your burger bun or something. Are you are you stopping at like uh, Petco's or something instead? <laughs> yeah. I'm a little concerned about where you're stopping. Are you, are you sure this, this isn't is... a trap that Wiley Coyote <laughs> laid down for the Roadrunner? <laughs> Is there, is there a giant cage on top of it, like uh, right above your head? When you keep, do you occasionally drive and then just hit a wall because a wall. someone had painted a tunnel? <laughs> Using one can with multiple <laughs> colors. Um, okay, I guess I'm wrong. All right, so uh, Michael, what's your <laughs> next choice? Uh, my next choice is car games. The inevitable uh, trying to break up the conversation that you don't want to have yeah. by mm-hmm. interacting with someone uh, on something usually pretty mindless and uh, something easy to get into that just involves kind of looking around or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, growing up, we played punch bug a lot. Oh, I think it goes by punch buggy mm-hmm. or slug bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my sister Vanessa used to play that pretty much solid. Like that was the only game that we played uh, as a kid. The only place that was off limits was the VW repair shop <laughs> on the corner of Riverside and Colfax. Oh, so these could be local trips to the grocery store. Yeah, we'd play oh, wow. all the time. Okay. Uh, so there's one spot that was just like, you, we'd be driving to Bob's Big Boy, and it was like, you can't. You can use any anything else mm-hmm. uh, but that place. And the rules are when you see a Volkswagen bug. Yes. One may punch the other. One of the older style. I don't oh, think yeah. it really translates. It doesn't feel right. For the new bugs, yeah, the new VW Beetles or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. it, just, it feels like oh well, they're they're commonplace. They you know, growing up in the eighties, they were still around, but I guess they were still pretty dominant. But they mm-hmm. weren't as I mean now, you rarely see one. Yeah, um, but you know, any sort of like road game, uh, you know, maybe like an I Spy mm-hmm. or like an Alphabet S- game, alphabet. Slug Bug. Yeah, yeah. Same, same thing as Punch Bug. So your family didn't no, have. Then you slug somebody. You didn't have no, the punch them. You slug them. You slug them. Yeah. Yes. I, okay. You didn't have the chessboard on the dashboard where you play like a high stakes game of chess. 
<laughs> with like magnets. The Kasparov, Gary Kasparov and his family go on trip. I don't think we ever did those. Like those weird like crappy travel games that don't, that's just a tiny version yeah. that kind of suck and that you'd lose them in the car. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Where, like, where's, the, like, where's the king and like three of the pawns yeah. and the bishops missing? Or the Uno deck that's the travel size deck that's about like, you know, two inches by like five inches. We had Uno travel jarts. You had to like throw these little <laughs> spikes across the, across the, the back seat. Okay, travel games. Uh, Emily and I play a game. My wife and I play a game. Oh, boy. That's called... And then you have a baby. <laughs> it's called uh, Juke Alert. Oh. You know the Nissan Juke? The car that kind of looks like a, a robot frog or kind of looks like, like, a, like a tennis shoe? Look for it. It's a stupid... Okay. <laughs> it's an awful looking car. It's really stupid looking. Like it looks... When we were looking, when we were looking for cars last, this last time, yeah. we laughed at the, the Juke. And, I love and, this car, and I hated this. And I and, and and I own two PT cruisers at one point. <laughs> so just so you know, uh, it's a car that just kind of ha- it's has a weird angle at the top that you can't really sit in the back seat if you're taller than five foot two. Oh, it kind of angles back, and it kind of mm-hmm. it looks like a big shoe. But we play this game that's basically our new a new version of Punch Bug, which is just Juke Alert, where we just kind of yell it and mm-hmm. yell the color and then curse the other person out. Uh, <laughs> One time, though, Emily got into a little bit of trouble. She was in Austin, Texas for like a girl's weekend mm-hmm. and she was drunk and she said, Juke alert. And the Uber driver thought she said, Jew alert. Oh, dear. Oh, no. And she had to explain the game. And I don't think it really went it over didn't. by the end. You know, <laughs> once you're trying to, uh, you know, oh, what, what, no, what you, what I, listen, listen. what I really meant. <laughs> Who knew rabbis drove? <laughs> I think I think the, uh, the fun thing about like uh, you know road trip games or car games is that it like kind of like playing Monopoly. There are like house rules, right? And there's different ways of like that people have just like augmented. Yeah, you know, playing the license plate game or like yeah, uh, you know, I Spy or whatever mm-hmm. over the years. There's a custom family rules for those. Yes, things. definitely. Yeah. Okay, uh, Richard, your third. My fourth. fourth. Okay. Okay. Richard, you're fourth. All right. So my fourth one is the guy who smokes. Mm. Oh. Having been the guy who smokes for a good chunk of my field trips or road mm. trips and field yeah. trips. Field trips. Yes. When I was in elementary school, <laughs> I kept have, having to pull, they kept it on a pullover, <laughs> get a pack of, of, of those candy lucky stripes. <laughs> We're in a museum. Stop blowing smoke under the dinosaur I, bones. <laughs> I got a candy cigar from like my stepmom yeah for having a baby you did really yeah, just like last week she what do you a, do with that she was, i don't know, we, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. i'm do not chewing that? a big chunk it's gum of, yeah it's, it's just gum that's just it hurts after a while it's like yeah. the old like you know ball uh baseball gum baseball card you, gum. <laughs> you save it till the kid turns 18 and then you have him chew it it's a rite of passage i do like the idea of you walking around chewing on daddy that guy's chewing his cigar <laughs> Why is it lit on fire? It It turns into this molten pink thing that just like melts down and burns your teeth. It seems like the guy who smokes is related to the guy who pees and they need to, you need to stop for them? Not necessarily. Okay. Because I smoked until late 20s. Sometimes, a lot of times I would just smoke in the car. Oh, okay. So I was the guy who was rolling down the window. If I was driving, I felt like I had rights. It was my car. Yeah. I smoked in my car. So if you were in the car, you didn't like it. Uh Tough titties. Yeah. To some extent, I mean, I would I would be polite enough. If somebody said, "Hey, do you mind?" But most time, people kind of I think it got we- it would get weird because it's like you don't want to be the person to tell somebody, right. "Don't smoke in your own car." Were you uh, an ashtray guy, or were you a trying to burn down our national? Uh, oh, I was an forest. No, no, I, I was an ashtray guy. Okay, 
I mean, I still probably burn down a couple of forests just by, mm-hmm. by, by embers kind of uh, flowing to and fro. But, mm-hmm. yeah, and in hindsight, that, that guy was a real jerk. Oh, My Richard, God. this is so much personal evolution. I, this is really cool to hear. Because you also <laughs> said something earlier where you, you, you said you're an asshole earlier. Or maybe I, that's just how I took it. Yeah, was, uh, <laughs> it, it, every week. Every week. <laughs> I say something like that. Hi, Jeff. What an asshole. What a fucking asshole. Hey, how's it going? You wound up having to spend a lot of your drive time thinking about how many cigarettes you had left. Oh. And make stops based on, we don't really need to stop, but I'm out of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Or let me pull over because I don't want to smoke in this car. And I smoked two and a half, two to two and a half packs a day. Oh, wow. I I, I don't do things by half half measures. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was a smoker. And so, yeah, it was like every 20, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. another cigarette. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what that was like for, for people that were dri- traveling with me. Mm-hmm. It must have been fucking awful is what I'm trying to say. Mm. You know the thing about it, though? Mm. Smoking's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And it makes you feel pretty good when you're doing it. Yeah. What used to drive my wife, Sarah, nutty was when I would smoke in the summer. <laughs> Like, especially we'd go on a road trip and it's, you know, 95 degrees outside yeah. and I'm rolling down the window and smoking or smoking out, taking a break at the gas station to smoke. And she yeah. was like, how can you do this? It's so hot. I can barely breathe. Full stop. Mm-hmm. You're putting smoke into your lungs and then trying to breathe through that. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I'm addicted. What do you want? Yeah. Did you see that commercial where Yul Brenner said, please smoke, always smoke? I do not regret the fact that I smoke. I think what he said was, I'm dying and I wish I could still smoke. Oh, okay. I, 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 I read it wrong. The last thing I need is one more pack of cigarettes. Please, before I die, smoke for me. Smoke for me. When I die, it is up to you, America, to smoke. Uh, Michael, we're pulling into the driveway after a long road trip. We're, we're back home, but we're not quite home yet. Well, we got one more stop. We got one more stop. And that is the roadside attraction. Oh. Ooh. That is the place that is dotted along the American highway. This place mm-hmm. is so lame. Do you have to talk about it? <laughs> Listen, uh, these are these uh, these are these giant fiberglass dinosaurs that are oh yeah. that don't that don't. Oh, the Cabazon ones. The Cabazon dinosaurs. They don't necessarily. They look kind of like dinosaurs. Yeah. But I bet uh, your daughter Vivian a few years ago would have cor- have been and would have corrected them for their posture and mm-hmm. the number of teeth. Are those the ones that were built by the creationists? Yeah, by Claude Bell. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we stopped. On the way back from Flabonga Bowl, me and Jacob and Sean, and by this time, the, uh, the invalid Scott Jones who had twisted his knee and did not want to ride back in the car with the pee guy, uh, <laughs> he squeezed into the car, all four of us, and on the way back, uh, we stopped at the uh, Cabazon Dinosaurs uh, to, I guess, get a bite at the, uh, at the crappy cafe okay. that's attached. And, uh, to take is this pictures. on the way to Palm Springs? Is yeah. It yeah. Okay. Okay. It's we a were, Ruby. We're, I believe it's a Ruby Tuesdays. Is it now? Is it? Okay. Yes. But we were we were uh, on the way back from Arizona, and it just it just seemed natural. Like, okay, well, we've been driving this long. We might as well take an hour, forty five minutes to just take some stupid pictures. Yeah. But these roadside attractions in America are kind of like a weird highlight of like road trips. They're the either they're the giant donuts or things that people have built or uh just like you know the four corners of four states that meet mm-hmm. that you can stand in all four states at once if you yeah you know with your family and whatever 
and it, they always feel very distinctly American and very yeah. distinctly like not necessarily your destination on a road trip, mm-hmm. but as a point of interest that you're just like, I got to hit that. This thing is so close, this goofy, whatever it is that yeah. we can, we can add half an hour to our trip, take some pictures, get some local color and then move along. Let's see what's in the let's go guide. Do you remember <laughs> the let's go guides? Like every time we took a road trip, you had to buy these like, you know, 500 page mini you know, uh-huh. Bibles basically yeah. on, on whatever area area you were going to. And as, as along with giving you kind of the cheapest, like non rapey murdery hotel to yeah. stay at. Yeah. It was always full of the, uh, Oh, while you're driving, make sure you stop at the world's largest ball of twine or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. House and, on the cliff. Yeah, something like that. And Jeff, I would imagine in the Northwest or in the Midwest, there were a lot of those kind of random touristy oh, yeah, yeah. sort of things. Every town was trying to put itself on the map and become a tourist stop by erecting a Paul Bunyan statue or largest ball of twine or the mm-hmm. larger than the other guy's largest ball of twine or largest ball of barbed wire or a promontory or you could the tallest point right in this area because you know i'm from kansas so it's about uh, 240 uh vertical feet yeah yeah. (laughs) um yeah there were since i grew up pretty much on the plains it's just one flat thing for for two days straight so there was not much to uh to see or not not much to be attracted to unless you made it yourself so yeah there's a there's a a a book by neil gaiman which is now a tv series american gods yep and uh roadside attractions feature prominently as like these little pillars of uh i don't know not quite prayer but like these little american iconic things that that try to attract attract attention Uh and this new kind of yeah these are our, our equivalent of like the Burning Man's man that we put up and we put out there for. They're the new Stonehenge, new but Stonehenge. it's a giant donut. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah I should point out um, my hometown of Kingsburg um, tried to tried to do something like this. Now, I am sick of you turning this into your own Lake Wobegon. Every time we do this thing, uh, you the, breathe the, into the mic. <laughs> welcome to Kingsburg, where all the people, where all the children are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the end. It's been a quiet week, it's been in, quiet Kingsburg. week in Kingsburg. My hometown. My hometown. <laughs> Let me sing a song about it. <laughs> no, they erected a giant uh, Swedish coffee pot as oh, a water tower. Okay. <laughs> they took our water tower and they turned it into what they said was a Swedish coffee pot. Yeah. Which was basically a coffee pot with like a dollar horse drawn on the side. It's <laughs> like if you took it to you I- fools, it was Finnish. Oh my god! It's like if you just took someone from IKEA and said, "What do you think a Swedish? If yeah. you're at IKEA, what would a Swedish coffee pot look like?" <laughs> they just used that as the model. And the only tourist I ever know who I think whoever actually was drawn in specifically because of that was Johnny Cash. Oh, was really? driving from probably San Francisco to LA for a show or something mm-hmm. back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Saw the coffee pot and insisted that they. Pull the tour bus off so he could see what it was. Wow! So he was the most most disappointed Johnny Cash has probably ever been in his life. Mm-hmm. Was <laughs> pulling over. I, I used to joke around with my mom. That's probably when he was still on drugs and yeah. thought, wanted to make sure it wasn't some sort of weird hallucination that he was seeing this yeah. giant coffee pot just sort of up in the middle of the sober the road. up, Johnny. Sober what, up. Drink what's coffee. What, what's that? What's that coffee pot doing? <laughs> Well, this was a fun trip, and I was happy to go on it with these guys. A lot of fun a commentary on what I know it's not an American, uniquely American thing, because Michael talks about going on a road trip in in Iceland, yeah. and and so, uh, but it certainly is part of Americana, that's for sure. 
So that was a real neat exploration. What I found is fascinating is the idea of this trip and going on it and the concept that you can never really come home, that you are changed by the journey. And I always am fascinated by at least what I believe to be the differences between your guys' choices. I feel like, Michael, your journey was really kind of outward and about social interaction with um, those people around you, with the environment around you, with the roadside attractions around you and, and things that, that uh, kind of govern the rules of when you stop and when you don't and the social, the social part. And jur- Richard, I felt like the, your journey was inward with the responsibilities of the, the dad who takes his family on the road. Seems like the uh, the mixes and who's accountable for the mixes, the car problems and who's accountable for the car problems, and then <laughs> and then the idea of body as filter because you're making these shitty food choices about what goes into your body, and then uh, smoking and how that's kind of going into your body. And so I don't want you going on any more road trips, Richard. <laughs> you're gonna die. Concerned. Concerned. Whether the car's going off the road or you're gonna smoke a cigarette and it's and gonna blow, up, blow the up the car. Yeah, or choke on choke on some uh, turkey, like a turkey <laughs> turkey jerky. He's going to go yeah. down the wrong way. But I, I'll give you both a point for um, the importance of music because it definitely is that soundtrack to the experience of the road trip. And I, if I think of the front windshield of that car as this kind of uh, cinerama uh, um, movie screen of the of the trip, then that dashboard and the music that you play coming through it is definitely the soundtrack to that experience. So that was really neat. So a point each. For that um and michael i think you really kind of earned your point definitely with talking about the cds and stuff like that and the culpability the culpability of the person who's made those and richard talking about the evolution of the the mixed tape and the mixed cd and how we will never really go back to those days um michael i got to give you a, a point for um the theme not the necessarily the choices of it, but the theme of Flamongo Bowl. I feel like that's your screenplay. Maybe that's your novel. Maybe that's your uh, straight-to-DVD movie that's going to star an ensemble of hot, nubile young people. And maybe I can get the cast as the mean cop who follows them through the, the, the trip. That trip, I also drank a lukewarm Sam Adams out of a coffee pot for no reason. I believe this was also <laughs> right. bad choices was, was on this, every road trip. Was this around the time when, when he, uh, Smirnoff icing people was a thing? What let's, is that? Let's say might that have, was. I think have, it might was. Might have been six months to a year before that really caught on. Yeah, but we were at the vanguard yeah, of that <laughs> in kickball back in 2007, nine, whenever that was. 2009. And Richard, you get a point for the, um, the Sturm und Drang and drama and pathos of dad with broken down car. <laughs> this this uh, Sad dad. This sad dad. This is kind of a Samuel Beckett type thing that I can just see you perennially <laughs> looking over this engine just going, huh. Instead of waiting for Godot, it's waiting for the goddamn triple <laughs> yeah, waiting for the toe. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I uh, hope you are listeners out maybe on a summer uh, road trip. Maybe it's a short one just to the store. Maybe it's a long one across country. But thanks for listening and letting us go with you on this uh, journey. Uh, I've always been Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. <laughs>